From the southernmost point of dawn to the lands of always winter, and what is west of Westeros and the shadows of the east, this is Castle Talk, a very special edition because we've got the official House of the Dragon teaser trailer to discuss. Fun episode, we're just going directly to it. Why did I break up the word directly? Because it sounds dramatic, right? Because that's what this trailer is. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to the podcast, or maybe you're watching on YouTube, and you might see I'm just a man in a Night's Watch hat. Hey, what are the Night's Watch doing during the House of the Dragon? I want to find out. Actually, honestly, as big of a fan as the Night Watch I am, I think I'm okay if we don't spend any time with the Night Watch. That's a question for another day. We've got some big stuff to get to. If you're just uh, checking uh, me out here, you might know me from Four Center. You, you might know me from Saturday Night Napsock, Pop Rock and Radio, or maybe you don't know me at all. I am a uh, uh, very dedicated, passionate, celebratory Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire fan. Flaws and all. Books that aren't coming and all. And I'm so excited for this show coming our way on HBO Max. Choose your plan, August 21st. We're all just feeding the marketing. Let's just call it what it is. A day after, uh, at the time of this recording, a day after the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer dropped for Star Wars Day, uh, the excitement still uh, bubbling and burbling through our hearts, we got this trailer. And I, I, it kind of caught me off guard, which is silly, because the House of the Dragon official Twitter handle started teasing and then start, started dropping these excellent like character posters and they've been doing that a lot we're gonna talk about that here at the end of this little episode about the marketing of the series what they need to do what what they, what they might be trying to do um all those kind of things but then the trailer dropped and again i should have been surprised like it seemed like they were working towards that but it was a pleasant surprise nonetheless to sit down with some coffee and watch the official House of the Dragon teaser trailer. We uh, had a little, uh, you know, a couple of those before. Official ones, of course. Uh, these aren't fan edits, friends. And I wanted to, on the show today, uh, just do a, a quick direct episode. Five key points from the House of the Dragon trailer. These aren't necessarily complete breakdowns and Easter eggs. There's a lot of other wonderful channels, a lot of other wonderful pundits and experts and podcasters uh, that do that kind of stuff. I also al always recommend checking out the great websites. Uh, Winter is coming and uh, Watchers on the Wall to get up-to-date Game of Thrones news, Song of Ice and Fire news. I'm just part of a larger ecosystem here. But I wanted to pull out what I think are five key points from this trailer that set the tone for the series ask big questions, tell us what might be some of the bigger themes, uh, what the show might be dealing with, and just things that uh, kind of got me excited in terms of uh, the overall picture of the show. So uh, with no particular order, we'll work on through this here. Uh, I first want to go to the the uh, trailer, the picture that's the, the thumb here, but uh, where the trailer kind of begins. And this is, of course, uh, Princess Rhaenyra, who is the daughter of Viserys I, the first of his name. And yes, we'll be doing breakdowns. I want to kind of get uh, get uh, everyone up to speed on some of these characters uh, as we lead towards House of the Dragon. This is a story of the Dance of the Dragons, of course. But the fact that this trailer kind of begins. Now, I want to I say this up, up top to those who are familiar with the story going in. Um, there is two parties. This is a Targaryen civil war that's about to explode. Doesn't mean everyone involved has Targaryen as the last name, of course. 
We have uh, famously the blacks and the greens, as you'll discover why the dresses, uh, which we've already seen in photos and in this trailer, uh, the dresses that will determine the colors of the sides here. And the blacks uh, are uh, Princess Renera's team, for lack of a better term. And then on the other side, the greens, Alison Hightower, who, uh, of course, um, comes from the great Hightower family, who we haven't really spent time with before. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, um, definitely have heard of them more in the books, of course, of course, of course. Uh, and uh, Allison, to long story short, and we're talking, well, I do want to talk about really setting the table for this series. But we've got uh, Allison, who is the the uh, second wife of Viserys first, her son, Aegon II. Um, she feels, uh, you know, Aegon should be king. Whereas uh, Viserys at one point, as we see in this trailer, named his daughter Rhaenyra the heir which is a little unusual in this land. Uh, she has uh, her uncle slash husband. Oh, no, those Targaryens are at it again, or at least they've always been at it, I guess we could say. He is the prince of the city, and that, of course, is uh, her uncle, uh, Damon Targaryen. Now, so that is uh, Matt Smith playing uh, the prince of the city there. We got Emma Darcy uh, playing uh, the grown-up Princess Rhaenyra, and we've got Millie Alcock playing the younger version, and we see both of them. We talked about that on a previous episode here with Alden Diaz, just excellent casting there. But I like, this is a key point to me, that the the, the trailer, this particular trailer, highlights the, the tale of Princess Rhaenyra, who is told directly, directly, that men would sooner put the realm to the torch than see a woman ascend the throne. That is going to be a big driving goal and perhaps her biggest obstacle, you would say. She is the rightful heir, as named by her father. And I think that, I don't think the show is going to ask us to choose a side. You might want to choose a side. I already have some favorites going in. But these delicious shades of gray that George R. R. Martin has already got us excited for, and not just in his uh, you know overall series, but in this show, he, he has some stuff out there in the media of, you know, we got complicated gray characters. And everyone who loves this world loves those characters. So I think you're going to find reasons for, reasons to root for both teams, if you will. But I really think it's interesting that the trailer does really begin with, and I'm oh, playing the trailer in the background. I apologize for that. Uh, the trailer does begin with Renera and, and perhaps her point of view, setting up her quest to be the queen of this land because it is her right. She's been named the heir. You have this great scene. We already see it, and we'll talk about some of the familiar names. But you see other great houses bending the knee pledging fealty to her if she were to become queen or at least respecting her father's wishes at this point in time. I love that this, this could be the big, her point of view could be the big driving point of a lot of the show. Again, I am not, if you're an Allison Hightower fan, if you're out there listening or watching, think, no, Aegon II, he should be the rightful king. They're not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying that this, this trailer really puts that perspective. This is something that she feels she's been told she has been given this right, right by blood. Ah, but as we hear at the end of the series, history doesn't remember blood. It remembers names. She's got the name, too. She's got the blood. She's got it all. She's got it all. She deserves this. Not unlike Daenerys Targaryen a little bit later on in the, in the uh, history of uh, this world here. But she's not going to be able to just simply ascend to the throne to keep it 
to hold on to it, to have everyone's love and support. It's not just a big obstacle. It's a big giant theme. Uh, and I think the show um, is going to really dig in that perspective on how Westeros treats its women. And spoiler, not very good. Uh, that is something I think was an underlying theme of the life and times of Cer Cersei Lannister, Sansa Stark, Arya Stark, and Daenerys Targaryen, among many other characters in the previous show. I think it is a big underlying theme that the show didn't really, it highlighted, it put it out there, some great moments and great lines. I think at times it might have been too subtle, lost in the war for the throne and, and the Game of Thrones were all there. But I like that this trailer comes directly at us and says, here is this person who has a right to this land, has been named the heir. Love that shot. Absolutely love that shot of uh, Renair in front of the painted table, uh, which uh, of course has uh, been uh, reworked here with a lot of candles, a lot of lava. It is uh, truly a, a table worthy of a fire and blood type of series here. This is her land. This is her realm. These are her seven kingdoms. And it's just not going to be a matter of ah, simple and you got to fight for it. It's how the world's going to treat her and how she's going to fight back to that and diving into uh, everything around that. I just think that's uh, an interesting point for this trailer to be coming right out and saying, uh, again, not choosing sides here. There's uh, there's a lot to be said about the the old high towers and Allison and her claim. Uh, and, and I think that's what's going to play out in the show, obviously, obviously. And we know they, uh, they go back a ways. We're going to see the show, the trailer we know has already confirmed um, things we're very aware of that we, I think, are going to be spending some quality time in the past with Viserys. Uh, uh, Patty Constantine uh, playing Viserys the first, and then we uh, are going to have the young uh, Renera, young Allison, and we're going to see their relationship uh, devolve from there as they battle for the throne. So that's my first big thing to take away from this trailer: that this is not. I'm not saying this trailer positions Renera as the main character, uh, like say. I do feel at the end of the day, Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen were, were, were the main characters. But it, just even in saying that, just because it's a song of ice and fire, uh, you know, you might undercut all the other wonderful characters, including uh, Sansa Stark, Arya Stark, hey, even Bran, for what it's worth. So I don't want to come out and say, hey, this this trailer shown that the, 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 the main character, the main point of view is Renera Targaryen. But I think it's very interesting. This trailer definitely, I think, comes from her perspective. This pursuit of legacy, again, saying history does not remember blood. It remembers names. Uh, it does sound like that is coming from uh, the mouth of uh, the prince of the city himself, uh, uh, Matt Smith playing Prince Damon Targaryen. We have this great shot of him outside Dragonstone, a little bit of a dragon egg. wonder if he got that from uh, thinkgeek.com clearance sale back in the day. Maybe, maybe not. And uh, this is, uh, I love this idea of this pursuit of legacy and how history does not remember blood, it remembers names, and how much that is going to affect the small folk and how much, much like the other series, was about the powerful trying to gain more power and those that, um, yeah, that, that got trampled underneath that uh, wheel that would not break. I, I wonder how much the show is going to deal with that here because there is a potential to set up some um, some of the bigger events that do play out in uh, George R. R. Martin's history book, Fire and Blood, Volume 1. And, well, I guess you could just say Fire and Blood if the second book's going to be Blood and Fire. There's some things uh, that if uh, no one's read, I don't want to go into where it just, you know, 
the small folk in the city uh, definitely have some opinions on the games being played way above them. But this is going to be driving this Targaryen civil war, this pursuit of legacy. We have the name, but what is our legacy? What is it about? And I, uh, I think that's going to be something that will play into uh, the show. Obviously, if they're saying it. But again, highlighting it in the trailer, uh, I thought that was really uh, important and really fun. And this pursuit of legacy and how Renera can't uh, pursue her own legacy. So uh, the other thing I want to pull from this, another key point I already kind of touched upon a little bit, but also goes to an interview I was reading uh, about uh, Olivia Cook and, and, and her who's playing Allison Hightower and her uh, involvement in the show and, and how uh, she's said here. And you can go to Watchers on the Wall to get a recap of the interview here uh, like I am. She was speaking with Telegraph. Uh, and, and also IndieWire and saying that uh, she wouldn't feel comfortable in being part of anything that just has just egregious, egregious excuse me, graphic violence towards women for no reason whatsoever, just because they want to be tantalizing in a way that gets viewers. That is uh, a big swipe at the show that came before, and it's not an inaccurate swipe. I've said before, and I'll say it again, uh, the uh, HBO series Game of Thrones was developed, produced, and aired in a different era. Now it's stretched into uh, a more modern era, but because uh, it, it first aired in 2011, it was developed uh, years before that. Our tastes as, as viewers has changed. Our expectations have changed. And what we want to see these shows do in dealing with some of the big themes, a lot of which are violence, a lot of which are, uh, uh, you know, just evil acts per, uh, per, per, uh, perpetrated on, on so many characters and on a lot of female characters in the show, that, that's going to be there. Uh, and this show is going to be full of it. But I really uh, think this show is going to set a different tone. And the fact that, again, this trailer highlights this line, men, men would sooner put the realm to the torch than see a woman ascend to the throne. That's something that was absolutely prevalent in Game of Thrones the first time around. Uh, absolutely, I think, I think key to, to Danny's story. Uh, nothing changed in those 200 years, but I think this show might analyze that in a different uh, way than the main show and analyze it on a kind of a higher intellectual level, a higher, higher spiritual level. I really believe that this show will play with some of the, some of those themes, um, and, and look at the land look at the men of this land and what they're trying to do in this pursuit of legacy. Uh, again, I don't think it's, uh, just setting up plot points to say this this trailer highlighting this line men would sooner put the realm to torch and see woman ascend to the throne um has a lot to do with renato's story of course but i think it's setting the tone uh setting the tone for what the show is going to be discussing and and breaking down and analyzing and which is part of the fun a part of what we're here so uh there you go and again viserys first uh, the first names renara his his heir this this we know um, we see the great houses swear fealty and how that maybe just as uh, you know, no one cares when it really comes down to it following um, what happens to Viserys, which is the other key thing to one of the other key things to pull from this trailer. Um, this just comes down to a little bit of a plot pointy, not even an Easter egg, but a plot pointy kind of thing here. We see what I do believe. Uh, I think we can say spoiler alert for those who just have no idea what's coming in the show. This, it looks like the funeral, perhaps the death of Viserys first. It could be someone else, to be clear, but it looks like it here. Looks like we're at the uh, uh, the, the bottom of King's Landing here, uh, maybe even at the Blackwater Bay here, uh, um, saying goodbye to Viserys. This 
is a key thing I think we all need to know going into the show. Viserys ain't going to be around for a long time. His death is going to put everything into a uh, whirlwind of spinning chaos. And despite the fact that he is named Renera his heir, uh, his uh, wife, Allison, is going to have some thoughts on that. And a lot of other people around each of these characters are going to have some thoughts on that. And this is going to spin it off. So uh, the fact that we know that we're seeing this, we know we have to get it. We know it's key to the story. Just makes me wonder how soon are we going to see it in the show? Are we going to only see Viserys in, in early episodes? Or are we going to have uh, kind of dual timelines? Some people love that. I don't look at them as just simply flashbacks, like uh, say a flashback that might've, you know, the one that started season five of game of Thrones or the ones we got with uh, the uh, three eyed Raven, um, the blood Raven and Bran in season six and beyond. I, I uh, recently uh, was used to, I thought great effect, but some people didn't like it in the book of Boba Fett. You could call them flashbacks. They are, uh, you know, script writing tools, I guess, if you want. But I think I, I'm starting to think that this show might stretch out the storyline of Viserys at first and young Renera and Allison and their relationship and play it against what's happening. We we see in this uh, trailer, we see what looks like uh, Allison uh, going at Renera with a knife. Great moment. So we know that's there. We know that that rivalry has happened. But I would love the show to be in the past and analyzing how what they were and how the split, uh, you know, how the split happened and, and just the tragedy of that split happening and how at one point they were friends and close and uh, family, whatever you want to call it, and, and to see it from there. So very interesting that right away, I think we're seeing it could be the funeral. We definitely know there's going to be this death. It has to. We have to have this death. The Dance of the Dragons happens because of Viserys' death. But to cast someone like Patty Constantine, Constantine, and, and, and put him in this show, I, I, I go in, hearing the casting originally, I thought, ah, we might just have him episode one, episode two. But I'm starting to think we might have these dual timelines. What do you guys think? What do you want? What would work? I'm open to what the creators want to do to tell this story. But I think it'd be very effective to have the storyline in two different eras and intertwine them have these interwoven storylines all through the series and see where they connect up and then see where you take that forward. Do you always need to go back in, in subsequent seasons? I don't think so. I don't necessarily think so. Um, but I'm open to this idea. I really like that. And I thought that was uh, interesting to see that in the trailer. One of the final big things here is uh, something we've been talking about here on the series, on, 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 on Castle Talk about the series, and that is the continued relationship with that show. Yes. HBO's Game of Thrones. It is an interesting, it's interesting to look at. Uh, interesting thing to look at. There's an interesting dynamic at play. You know, if, if if you're watching me here, you're most likely uh, not just a casual fan. If you're listening to me here, you're most likely not a casual fan. But a casual fan is what the success of all these shows are built on. I don't like to use that term, casual fan, as some sort of dirty word. We need those casual fans. That's how we get those ratings. That's how we we're analyzing uh, season four Game of Thrones right now on the rewatch. That's how in season four, each week was setting the viewership mark. 6.5 million, 6.8 million, 6.9 million, 7.1 million, about midway through season four. Every week they were setting the tone. 
And those are casual fans. And those casual fans, who, by the way, when I say casual, those are people who are still might be buying T-shirts, hats, Funko Pops. They're not missing an episode. They're having Game of Thrones viewing parties. They're just maybe not starting their own podcast. They're not reading all the books and maps. Uh, they uh, might uh, get confused with some of the names, but they still watch every week. Those fans have a different relationship to the show. I think more of them like season eight than others. But a lot of them probably, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that. And I saw a video or saw some on Facebook where it didn't work. Uh, there was a coffee cup on the table. I don't know. I didn't like it. Uh, so the show has to find that balance. And this trailer really answered some questions, not just how the show looks, but how the show is trying to say, hey, same world, some of the same names, but a new not just era, but a new story. So we see things that we um, are used to before. King's Landing, of course. Uh, I already showed the picture of uh, Dragonstone, uh, but the King's Landing with a, with a nice dragon flying by. Uh, we have uh, got, again, that shot of Dragonstone, which, as, as fan of Stannis Baratheon, just looks beautiful. We know the Iron Throne is there. That has been uh, you've been used in marketing already, and we know it very much looks like uh, the Iron Throne that we know so well. Just a lot more swords around. Uh, the, the Red Keep, everything looks the same. And, and they, I'm, without a doubt, I'm not surprised by that. But this trailer really kind of lets you know it is very much the same world whether or not all of the canon and all the timelines will be 100 synced up we'll see about that but beyond just seeing it beyond just seeing uh, a castle we know a land we know dragons we know armor we know sigils we know the fact that this trailer highlighted a stark and a baratheon bowing before uh princess renera viserys the first you got Corliss Valeron here, you know, he should, we know he's been in the marketing. That's, that's a new character. So you, you, you highlight him, but sandwich him between a Stark and a Baratheon. Uh, and those names being highlighted. I, I, I wouldn't expect Starks and Baratheons to have a lot to do with the show. Go back to what I was saying at the top. I'm not expecting even my beloved Night's Watch to have a lot to do with this show. I don't think we're going to smash cut up to the Lance of Always Winter and see the Night King just hanging out. Maybe, maybe has an opinion on this. But it's very interesting that this piece of marketing wanted to let you know the places and the names are the same. There's just something more coming for you, more names to learn. There's even at the end of it a hint of the main theme. Raman Jawadi, that absolute rock star that he is, is doing the music for this series. And that's a question I have. That's a question a lot of us have. All right. How close is it going to get? Is he going to pull a lot of the other uh, themes and motifs from the previous series, especially with a lot of the Lannister stuff? Uh, I, I What's the main theme? What yeah, Hell, what is the intro going to be? What, what opening graphic package are we going to have? We're going to have a map? I, I, I kind of hope. I, I kind of want it to be its own thing, but I, I, I kind of want to see that at play again. But this trailer ends with the familiar strains of the Game of Thrones main theme. It doesn't highlight it. It doesn't come out and jump right at you and slap you in the face. Um, but it's there. Starks, Baratheons. King's Landing, Dragonstone, Dragon Eggs, Dragons. It ends with this dragon, this big moment there with uh, Prince Damon at the end, and the theme comes in. Really let you know, hey, were you a fan of the previous show? We want you. We're going to need you. But that goes to my big question uh, about uh, the marketing going forward. I think they've been doing a great job. 
I really like this idea of giving you the names, whether or not it sets you up for a little bit of failure later on where this doesn't have a lot of Starks and Baratheons and other families that you know running around. Uh, we'll see. Time will tell. But um, it, it, and it, it's setting that tone, saying it is the same, same world. And, and, and they're doing this good job with putting out these character posters. We've seen the castings. We've seen, uh, hey, this is, uh, you know, Sir Kristen Cole. This is who he is. And, and, and they know they need to do it. But it's interesting. I've had some conversations with um, these passionate yet, you know, casual leaning fans who are excited for this series, but they're just not sure what's happening. Now, answers will be provided once the show starts. I don't think the show has to worry too much about that. But I think it's important for even us here at Casterly Talk and anyone else uh, out there discussing this show at, at your office, uh, your break room or uh, you know, the coffee shop, anyone uh, you're discussing this show with. We shouldn't assume, number one, that it's just, oh, you know, it's 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 the Dance of the Dragons. It's the Targaryen Civil War, uh, the big one. Um, uh, choose one. But this is the biggest one. Um, we shouldn't just assume that that is known, even though some of it was mentioned in uh, HBO's Game of Thrones. And HBO knows that they just can't assume that. Uh, I go to some of the Star Wars marketing uh, where I'm so steeped in that lore and so in that world. It's just, you know, I know down to sometimes the week where these episodes or these shows or movies are. Not everyone knows that. And that is not a bad thing. And I think we need to remember that. I'm, uh, I've had several conversations about the timeline of Solo, uh, the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series, where it is. They've said several times, hey, it's about 10 years after, but 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, what does that mean? What's that? Really? Not everyone's studying, studying these timelines. And I think going forward, as we lead up to August 21st, I, I just wonder and I hope that the team behind this really takes that into consideration and that uh, we in our conversations take that into consideration. It could be very accidentally gatekeepery if you're just like, ah, that's Viserys the first. You know, that's Princess Renera. You know, that's it's. Uh, the show, I think, might just simply have to come out and say, leading into the show again. Once you get to episode one, I think you're on. I think you're on your own uh, as, a, as as a fan. You know, hey, the plot's going to roll out in front of you. The names are going to roll out in front of you. But I think leading in, I think HBO should even do itself more of a favor and just be more direct. And I'm not saying they won't, but this is King Viserys the first. He has this daughter. He is married to this person. He says this person, his daughter, should be the queen when he passes on. His wife wants her son, his son, her half brother. She's got an uncle on the on the on her side. You got the the high towers on this side. Um, you got Corliss on this side. The old sea snakes on this side. This death is going to rain chaos down on the entire situation and that is what this show is about it is a, another war for the throne it is a search and quest for legacy it is about power it is about how this land treats the women of its land even the women in power it's about all these big giant wonderful things but here are the nuts and bolts of the series here's what you're about to be watching because i've already had some discussions with folks who are like ah, i don't know what's going on and lest we forget it, 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 go back to season one of Game of Thrones all the way back in 2011. I personally don't find it hard uh, once the names roll out in front of you. That's that character. This is this character. The show does its best to tell you where they all fall on the map. The opening intro shows you where the where it's all happening. 
not everyone picks up on that. And you shouldn't expect everyone to pick up on that. The complaint for the first season of Game of Thrones and even into the second season was all the names and places are just confusing. The lore is rich. The history of the land is rich. The characters speak of it as if it's history we all should know. Uh, and they do a good job of getting that that exposition out. I really believe that. And I think this show will, will do it as well. But we can't forget that. And that's why here on Cashly Talk, I want to do some real direct show, uh, get ready for the show kind of uh, episodes where we, we really kind of lay it out and really kind of lead up to this event. We'll see where the show goes, where the details change from some of the, the histories and some of the wikis we've, we can go online and read about. But I, I'm really curious, and this, this teaser trailer really made me uh, think about that a lot, uh, how it went out of its way to say King's Landing, Dragonstone, Starks, Baratheons. But have they made it clear yet what is actually about to happen? I think they're setting the tones and the stakes. But who are the players? They're trying. The tweets are good, but not everyone's going to see those tweets. Not everyone's going to see the Instagram marketing and not everyone's going to watch the trailers. Uh, but can they uh, handle that going in? I think they will. And I think once people get to the show, it's all fine. It's one thing that kind of came up from the trailer today. So there you go. That's my quick look at uh, things that I uh, wanted to discuss and picked up on from this great trailer. But what a fun time as we lead towards August 21st. More breakdowns to come. Uh, we're, like I said, we're going to get you ready. The Game of Thrones rewatch continues. We'll pick up on that. We're in the middle of season four. So if you're watching, we appreciate that. Thanks so much. If you have a question or a thought, uh, reach out to me on Twitter at Ken Knapsack. Use the hashtag Casterly Talk. If you want to, uh, you can also like on Facebook where we have a Casterly Talk page. You can support me directly at patreon.com slash Ken Knapsack. From there, you can get into the Discord where you can discuss Game of Thrones uh, with others and me. Uh, daily we have a section for casually talk there um, pretty soon a house of the dragon spoiler section don't forget we we will be covering lords of uh lord of the rings uh the rings of power a lot of rings a lot of lords a lot of dragons we'll be covering rings of power here on well here on the show as well just because hey i love it show's coming out let's do it let's discuss that world over here as well but for the most part we will be talking breaking down and celebrating the wonderful world of Game of Thrones as we race towards House of the Dragon. That's it for now. We'll see you next time, my friends, here on Casterly Talk. <laughs>